Hello and welcome to Meanwhile in the Falklands. We are in a different room, so you may experience different acoustics, do you feel? Yeah, the acoustics in here are very different to the other office. It's quite, mm. we're a lot tighter in here, I feel. Yes, well, it's, we are going to take a picture, I think. Corner. We'll do a little selfie, um, listener, so you can see where we are. But we're in the uh, main, of, main office, mm. um, and I'm sitting on a chair that Thomas Stockton bought for a pound from a flea market. <laughs> it's a very comfortable chair. I was sat in there the other day when we did the podcast. It was just me and Ollie. He used to sit here and watch football because he'd have the football on oh. ESPN on the TV mm. over there and sit here and watch football. That's an idea. Yeah. My, my desk doesn't have a good vantage point of the TV because it's right behind me. So maybe I need to try that. Yeah. I need to come sit over here and <laughs> won't anyway, be watching the football though. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, slightly different acoustics if you're there listening to us on your headphones as you go and take your dog for a walk. Um, Tom is in the background. He's busily doing some kind of animation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're here. Um, it's Friday. No, it's not actually. It's Thursday the 12th. That's a very peculiar number two that you've written on the board there. It's Friday the 12th of November. Um, unfortunately, Falkland Islands has just announced, well, announced last night that it had its second case of coronavirus, um, positive case. Um, these are people who've just come from the UK, so they are in quarantine. So um, it's not major panic here, is it, Ollie? You were ex you were here when when it, it broke out originally, weren't you? Yes, that was pretty. Uh, seems so long ago now that when we were having to be doing daily press updates and things like that. But now, yeah. Uh, but when that happened, that was at NPC. Now this is the first one, the first two cases where it's in stand you know in the civilian population well but first two positive positive cases because there were people in march i know there's one lady in particular who had all the symptoms of covid and had two negative tests but as dr edwards said in one of her press briefings i said quite recently she said that the tests are only 70 percent accurate aren't they yeah um, but it's, it's it just shows how far the falcon islands have come from we have to send all the swabs over, you know, have the swabs taken, send it all to the United Kingdom, get it all um, processed, uh, and then then come back. There was no structure in place. There was no nightingale exercises. There was none, none of that. This is a totally new thing. And then now it just shows that the quarantine regulations have been working. Mm -hmm. The testing has been working. Um, and if there is an outbreak, I, I'm not speaking on, but I'm obviously, this is what I've kind of just found out, but in terms of if there is outbreak, there have been nightingale exercises to yes. if, if that happens. There are other uh, schemes put in place if if it does arrive, if it does get, if it does escalate around in the civilian community. Yeah. Whereas before it was seven hundred people, medium to high risk, were contacted, stay stay indoors. Yeah. Uh, whereas now it seems to be you know we're focusing on the quarantine. Uh, the the quarantine working. seems to be working anyway, doesn't it? And. Um, as long as people do as they're told and stay in their houses mm -hmm. or their premises or wherever they've been. You were in quarantine down here for yeah. two weeks, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, so mid-September when I got down, I was in quarantine. And that was before they'd started doing the testing in quarantine. So it's quite good, I think, that they've, they've brought that in now so that they're picking up these cases. But, I mean, the two weeks actually goes quite quickly. I was surprised. I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get in quarantine. I won't have anything to do. But I'm surprised yes, at I how... I gave you a bag with a colouring book yeah, in it. Yeah, I, I did do some colouring of the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm surprised at how quickly quarantine went. And even though it was still only a few weeks ago, really, it feels like it was a long time ago now. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. But, uh, but yeah, quarantine was, wasn't so bad. 
I mean, two weeks of doing nothing, and now I got out of quarantine and have been non-stop ever since. So yeah. I, I, in some ways, I'm like, can I get back in my hotel room, please, and do nothing again for a few I, days? I enjoyed it. I, I was in the UK when we were in lockdown, and, and I really quite enjoyed it. Um, I'm not an outdoorsy person. I'm not a, you know, get team sports or anything like that. I'm a craft person, so I loved it. As long as I've got access to some kind of shop, so I can get supplies. I, I thought it was great. I did calligraphy, oh, I wow. did painting. <laughs> I, I, I haven't had that joy of quarantining just yet, but I'd, I'd quite like to have two weeks of <laughs> to my own devices. It's obviously been quite, yeah. uh, quite intensive, but because I've also got new darts as well, so I can start. Yes, I noticed uh, that. To so update on your darts, you've actually got a set of darts now. Yes. It's Is just the board the up? No, no, not just yet. <laughs> Okay. Not just yet, but it starts in the next pipeline. That's the next taking little baby steps as you move forward. Clearly, yes. Uh, but uh, I did practice with them the other uh, yesterday. Um, they were they were all right, not bad. Uh, but yeah, just a little more practice with it. Although so. you, you did lose the game of darts, so I just I feel like that needs to be mentioned that Ollie lost the game of darts in his new darts, <laughs> and I heard him say, "Oh, I've, I've kept the receipt. I'm going to take these back." He's <laughs> blaming the darts, not his own dart playing skills. How did you choose your darts? Because they're very particular, aren't they? <laughs> That's the thing. It was like you stood there. There's like a wall of all these epic yeah. darts and things. And they're ones that they're heavy, they're short, they're long, they're light, they exactly. they whiz round at the back. Well, and then to be fair, I could have been there for hours just debating which one, googling it, and doing everything underneath the sun. But I just kind of basically shut my eyes and just went, "I'll take that one," uh, and then got the looked at the weight. And the collective <laughs> intake of breath of all the darts players that are listening to this going, "That is not how you do it." Well, no, but and then that's how you, I guess, you know, just just learn how to throw it, you know, as you as you go along, learn on the job. Because I would have been there literally for hours just debating, "Oh, could I go for this one? Is this one right for me? Is this one good for me?" Mm. Um, but then I just went, "Right, I'm just going to get one and just." see how I can throw with them. Because so Kathy Jay, so you go down to the Victory Bar yeah. and have a go on her darts and then you go, actually, these are the ones that are right for me and then go and buy them from the shop. We actually went, what surprised me, so I've never played darts before. We were in there the other day and Ollie was playing darts. He's like, come on, have a go with the darts. I thought, this is going to be so bad. I'm probably going to hit someone and it's going to be a nightmare. And I threw two bullseyes. Did you? Yes, I did. And so we were playing <laughs> a game and it was, what's it called, Round the World? Yeah. Where you have to yeah. hit all the numbers in order. And then Ollie and who was, Elliot, yeah, they were playing and um, they didn't, they were get, trying to get to the bullseye, didn't get it for ages. And one of them won in the end. And I said, I was like, oh yeah, well, I'm, I've caught up to you guys by the time you spent so long trying to hit the bullseye. So I bet, bet I'll get a bullseye now through it. Bullseye, dead in the middle. I've got a picture of it and everything, so you can put that in That needs to go on the podcast. So, yeah, yeah that's proof. So, that I... bit of sport there for you, Stephen, if you're, if you're still listening <laughs> to us. You may have stopped listening to us like weeks ago when we started talking about knitting. Talking of which, I've just oh. finished, yeah, finished knitting the jumper. Well done, Paula. Got to sew it up. And yeah, that's all looking that's great. Anyway. Uh, last weekend, quite an epic weekend, wasn't it? Because it was the um, Remembrance Services starting off with Poppy Ball. Um, important because this year, obviously, there was no May Ball. Then they did the Falklands Ball. That was fine. Conservation decided not to run their Conservation Ball, but the Poppy Ball went ahead. So first time Poppy Ball for you two guys. Well, we had the dress issue, didn't we? We did have the dress issue, oh, but yeah. it was all sorted. The dress was fine. I didn't trip over it. I thought it was going so, to be a bit long at times. but I feel, listener, that um, FITV, well, 
particularly me and Hannah, are a little bit conservative when it comes to our dressing. Um, and we told Catherine that she needed a full-length gown for this, a sober full-length gown. Um, so eventually you did... you. Because uh, I collected some from my daughters at, mm. at home. Yeah, it's Hannah's. Hannah's one brought of Hannah's, in her yeah. contribution, and you went for went for very nice actually black it was, dresses. Yeah. It looked lovely. Yeah, it was a nice dress. Um, but I didn't fall over it when I was dancing, so it was all <laughs> right. I survived. Top. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a good night. Did you bring fun. a black tie? Yeah, I had a, a black dicky bow tie. That was pretty simple yeah. for me. It was a bit much more simple, and I got my. Men are just so easy. Shall I wear this suit? Yes. That's sort of, but no, I, I didn't wear that suit since York Races a year ago, so uh, it, I'm quite. So it's impressed. not a dinner suit; it's just a dark suit. Well, no, it was, a, it, it was like um, it was quite nice. It was moss bros, which was quite, which was quite good. But, send us some, send us some clothes. But is it, no, it was great because I was so proud of myself because I thought I might have been putting on a bit of weight or it might have got a bit tight mm. around the edges after a year, but it fit, it fit it like fit a glove. Like so I'm quite, yeah. I'm quite impressed. It was good. Yeah. So if you imagine the normal celebration in the Albert Hall, scale it really down, you get what what we did at the Poppy Ball. So there's an act of remembrance at the Poppy Ball. The lights were particularly good, weren't they? Mm. Yeah, uh, the food was brilliant, not going to lie. It was, I, I just loved it. The event was, was really nice for me because mm. it was the first time I went. Uh, I, I kind of felt it a bit. What it time did you leave, you guys? Because uh, we left quite early. Oh, we left. I think it was finishing when when we left. Yeah. Was that about one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, quite late. Yeah. But, yeah, but it was a quite. We, we stayed till the end of the party, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good that. But I yeah, went was, home. Uh, my back was hurting. Oh. Yeah. But even even on the the table decorations were nice. It was just it was it's just a nice. It was really nice. It's a real community event because it's a lady who does the table decoration, mm. does all the po poses of. Um, poppies that go on each table and Chris and Nancy just organise it so spectacularly and then they have a little um, uh, com committee who sort of get everything together because the bar has to be organised and the food has to be organised and the seats and the tables because they're not there oh it's mm. it's they do it yeah. very very well very very well anyway um, looking at this week I mean we're almost at the end hopefully we'll have most of tomorrow to relax because we've got yet another jam-packed weekend with Reclaim the Beach on Saturday. Now, Ollie, you've been following the demining project quite closely, haven't you? What have, yeah. you, what have you got? I'm pretty gutted that I arrived. It's so it's such a big project um, from third from 1982 all the way to now. The Falcons will be declared mine-free. Uh, which is a big achievement, and there's so many things that have happened throughout the 38 years, uh, and I've arrived just just too late to kind of get all the all the other footage. But it's good because at FITV we've managed to other people before me have managed to get footage. So we're Even trying on to, potato cams. Yeah. It, well, exactly, and it, it just it, we followed them through since <coughs> FITV started. It's quite nice to see some of the footage nine years ago to where we're at at the moment in terms of the demining project. Um, and then on Saturday, it's the big event where um, I think there was a four-year-old that's got the privilege of pressing oh, a button. Really? Um, it was announced uh, on a raffle earlier earlier on in the week. But there's a four-year-old that presses the button and then the public have York Bay after 38 years. And what I find absolutely crazy is that for people under the age of 38, so all three of us, 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> Smoothly done there, Ollie. Oh, Nicely yeah. done. He's trying to get employee of the week, isn't he? Employee of the week. <laughs> employee of the week's always be, already been given to Tom. Um, but for the first time, it'll be mind-free. The pubs will be mind-free. Mm. And they can experience your way for the first time. But uh, we have spoke to people in the past that you remember when they were kids playing on York Bay mm. and then it became, obviously, uh, unavailable to the public. I hope the Penguins going to be all right because there is a little community of Magellanics down there mm. and I hope they're not freaked out by, by pe- people, by people mm. being back on the beach. So well, That's the next debate, isn't it? So the beach is now back to the public and then mm. now the next talk is what we're going to do, what's going to happen with it, yeah. you, know, enviro- you know, what's the environmental... If it, if people stick to the rules, then that's great because they you know you keep six six feet or six meters away from them. I can't remember what it is. Um, six feet away, so you keep six feet away from them. That's fine. But the, a few years ago, there was a, an elephant seal that came up on Surf Bay uh, with her pup, and um, we you know went out on Facebook. Please keep away from her because they are known. <clears throat> if they're freaked out, they will abandon the pup. And she'll the the pup will die, um, and people would get you know you'd go there and there'd be this poor old elephant seal and the pup, and there'd be footprints in the sand less than a meter away from her. Oh, that's so sad. Um, and as a consequence, well, we presume as a consequence, um, the elephant seal um, abandoned the pup, um, and they had to get what's his face in from um, Sea Lion Island. Mickey. Uh, no, no, the Italian guy, oh, Filippo yeah. Gallimberti came. He was doing a, doing this long twenty-three-year-old, three-year um, study into elephant seals, um, to take a look at it. But anyway, um, hopefully that will be okay, and people will not bother the penguins. Mm. I wouldn't bother them because no. they're Magellanics and they're sort of full of fleas. No, you, well, yeah, you, I don't you, want that. You think when you walk on, people will be you know, common sense and not to. Let's hope so. Actually. Yeah. In, Take that moment in, you know, taking the first steps from uh, to walk on York Bay. So. Um, Sunday is the Stone Run Half Marathon. Now, we haven't had a major sporting event like this since February uh, when you did the half marathon. So um, I'm quite looking forward to this, actually, because I, in a perverse way, quite like filming the marathon. Mm. It's a major, major deal. But we've got to be up there for half eight. Early start. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm looking forward to filming. To filming, I've never filmed a marathon before. Well, Big sporting event. Well, dro- uh, droney weather. You can get the drone up mm. and get some nice droney shots because that's going to look nice. Is, is this the first time I've done a drone shot of the marathon? For the marathon, yeah. Wow. Okay. I think because if you look at the package we did a few years ago with, uh, oh no, 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 Tom may have done it, oh. um, but I think he just took some drone shots of the stone runs, um, and then. I don't think the marathon itself is, is it? But you just overshoot like mad and we'll be fine. I think I'm a few years to running a half marathon. I think I'm definitely out of training now, so uh, I'll so try so to give it a go. The thing when I was going down to the Falklands is obviously you've got the most southerly marathon yeah. down here. I was well, thinking, so most oh, southerly road marathon. Ah, yeah, I was thinking, oh yeah, I need to need to get in training and, and run that marathon, so I'm... I shouldn't probably shouldn't have said that on the podcast now, but I immediately regret saying that. But um, no, it'd be it'd be good to to film the marathon. Um, yeah. And maybe yeah, I'll give it a few years before I'm ready to run a marathon. <laughs> you can do them things though. You heard your virtual virtual marathon. 
Have you, have you heard about that? Quite a few people have been doing that. There was a chap down here who did the virtual Boston Marathon, Chicago Marathon. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you can if you track them on Strava yeah. or, or yeah. things like that. I don't know. I'm not a runner. Look at me. I'm seriously, do I look like a runner? <laughs> um, what's the sofa business? Is that because it's the first time you two have been on the sofa together? Yeah, yeah I so think that's... That's why you've put it on the list. Yeah, so first time we presented the news on the sofa. So that's just what's right there. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so it certainly <laughs> seemed to go well. We, we didn't have an argument on the sofa. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Fun. We've done the podcast together by ourselves. Now we've presented the news together. So Doing all right. <laughs> um, so, Ollie, you're not going to be with us next week at all, really, are you? <laughs> no, I'm... Um, <laughs> I'm away in sunny Darwin for the for the whole week. So I like Darwin. That. I like Darwin very much. But um, so Catherine, Darwin is famous for its hairs. Oh, okay. There's a lot of hairs at Darwin, mm. but they're obviously quite elusive and frightened of, mm. of people. And they can. Have you heard of the story the tortoise and the hare? I have. Yes. Have you? And what did you learn from that? <laughs> I learned that hares run very quickly. They do. And you should. This yeah. is a surprise to Oliver. Was it? Yeah. I got the full name there. He's... Did he not know that hairs move quickly? Uh, clearly not. I, I is... sat here with Oliver. How old is Oliver? Earlier on in the week and I said, will you please make sure you get some hair footage? And he went, well, last time I was there, I did get some hair footage. But hairs are surprisingly fast. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's common knowledge, I yeah. think. That's, that's not an un- unusual... An unusual thing, is it? I think there should be definitely a picture. I can picture Oliver sitting there in his camo gear mm. with his little flask, perched, absolutely still, mm. waiting for the hairs to come. Yeah. Although what will be quite funny is the hairs will run past the audio and the camera will be him going, oh, that's so fast. <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> that? That will be the audio we get from Ollie filming hairs. Oh. That'd be so fun. No, I, I just literally, right? So I did a nice little time lapse. It worked, you know, it was all right. And then I turned around and I saw like two hairs just sat there. So I was going in like camo mode, like, yeah. crap, you know, yeah. up, trying to get as close as I could. Yeah. Set the camera in the yeah. tripod. Uh, and then literally I looked away, ready to, to, to get some tea from a flask. Yeah. And it was gone. Yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was rapid. That's what Me they and, do. Me um, and Hannah actually saw a hair down near Cape Pembroke the other day. Oh, yeah, no. they are, um, there are some in yeah. town. I mean, I've yeah, looked out of this window here and, and uh, I've seen a hare just sitting outside mm. near Lookout Lodge and they're surprisingly big. Mm. I and fast. Realize, yeah, I didn't realise how big they were. That's what surprised me. Because yeah. it was sitting out there and it looked, you know, about the size of a Labrador, really. Mm. Um, that, which brings me on to another thing when we film this week. <laughs> so we've been preparing a lot of Rush's uh, listener for um, external companies um, especially on demining, and what we have found is that people tend to have a little chat when they're taking shots. So um, as you're filming something, uh, yeah, try not to have a chat about your most recent holiday, which is <laughs> what we've got on some some footage from a few years back. Um, and also got the it's actually it can be quite funny actually sometimes. Mm. We we were allowed into into the court to take some empty courtroom scenes so that we could uh, use them to illustrate stories. And James is in there filming, and it's all quiet. And then he goes, oh, I don't like this shot. This is rubbish. Future FITV employees are going to judge me on this shot. <laughs> right, let's find that shot and judge him this afternoon. Yeah. That's, that's my it wasn't part. wrong there, was it? You've seen it. <laughs> no. It's great when you just whisper and go, you know what? 
um yeah so you're off to darwin next week i think that's gonna be really nice what's the weather do you know what the weather's gonna be like next week um it's gonna be okay a bit windy yeah. but uh, we've got like, nice i hope you can get summer. that drone up same yeah it's um you know it's an opportunity for us to go and get stock yeah. footage and go and do a story on darwin yeah and um, because it is well, Goose Green's the second settlement of the Falklands, isn't it? The second biggest. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of population. Oh, no, it's Fox Bay, isn't it? Or in terms of population. Is it Fox Bay, Goose Green? I can't remember. Well, one of, one of them. But yeah. even, I went there for a day uh, just to have a look around and just to see it. And they have a cafe there and they have a little museum. Yeah. Uh, so I have my chips and gravy. Uh, yeah. And can't <laughs> go wrong they, with do, they do nice food there. They do oh, nice absolutely. Food there. Um, but I only had about 20 minutes before I had to set back off. We uh, used to go down for Nick Taylor's memorial. Uh, which is the f- one of the first memorials of the year. It's in May, early on in May, I think it is. Um, and we used to get there really early, so we could go to the Goose Green Cafe and go and have a have a lunch before we went uh, over to the memorial service. Um, oh gosh, what was I going to say then? But they even at Goose Green, they even have like new walks and things for, to try and get people oh, really? to go there. And you know, have a little. Obviously, it is a settlement, so you do have to ask permission before yeah. you um, go on their land, um, because it's a, it, it's a private farm. It's not just a you know a little village somewhere. No, no I I love Darwin. I, f- I find it incredibly relaxing, and they do the Spinners and Weavers Guild do organise um, weekends there where you can just go and spin and craft oh, and nice. Jana goes and, and you can learn how to wet felt and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie Greenland's there; is she's just fantastic see any of her stuff it's beautiful stuff so i think that about comes to the end of this podcast this week um any dips in sound it's because we went off on a tangent yeah i was going to say we have forgotten to mention uh, mine and hannah's step competition (gasps) the biggest thing that has been happening this week so we've both got our fitbits and we've both been arguing about who's going to get the most steps and Hannah found a way to set a competition so we've got a week-long step competition and whoever loses the week-long step competition has to cook the Sunday roast on Sunday and I said that um, if I'm losing then technically it means everybody else is a loser because I cannot cook a Sunday roast (laughs) so um, good luck then Um, but no yes was it yesterday or the day before we had a a daily step competition, me and Hannah. So whoever got the most steps at the end of the day, we had a little side bet, um, had to clean the other person's car. Mm. So uh, Hannah yesterday was out cleaning our FITV car. Oh, was that why? I yep. thought it was Goodwill. No, oh, no, no it's because she lost. <laughs> ah, do you know what? Sense. In years so. gone by, you used to have a little step thing that used to, it was, um, wasn't digital uh, or anything. Pedometer type. Yeah, yeah. Went, and M- McDonald's used to give them away. Yeah. <laughs> and they're Happy Meals, you stick them on your belt and every time you moved, mm. you registered a step. Yeah, so we've had a, we went on a morning walk on the beach before work and then Hannah walked into work and I walked into work thinking Hannah wasn't walking into work and I got here and she was here because she'd <laughs> walked into work. And then um, it was a very intense battle. I think I walked back to your house, Paul, with Steve after work to get an extra 6,000 steps uh-huh. and then got a lift back to mine. And then um, Hannah was ahead of me slightly. I think she was on about 19,000 steps because she'd been walking all evening. And um, and then it got to about half nine and I sort of thought, all right, Han- Hannah will be in bed by now. Now I'm on about 18,000 steps. So I went for a couple of walks around the block and got to 21,000 steps late. Well, Hannah wasn't going to do any more walking. Cute. So um, I won. I won the competition. Hannah got to clean our car. It's fantastic. It smells incredible in there now. It's quite very strong. <laughs> yeah. very she even bought a new little air freshener for it. So... That's it's nice. great. Excellent. Could you not just like 
sit on the sofa and whack it up and down. Yeah, that's and cheating. That's that cheating. Get... Some people yeah, attach them to dogs and stuff, don't they? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> get their dog steps yeah, up. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, no anyway. cheats in this competition, are we? <laughs> anyway, that brings us to the end of this uh, podcast for this week. Um, if you'd like to find out what we're doing, uh, what we're actually talking about, then you need to log in to uh, www.fitv.co.fk and have a look at week 507. You will have to pay because, um, well, because we're a small company and it's £6 for a month and £60 for a year, which um, bargain is a bargain, mm. absolutely. Um, so join us next week, then follow us on Twitter, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.